Welcome back, truth seekers, and of course, red pill empaths. Uh, I listen to a lot of Zal Hubbard, and he always says truth seeker. He got that into my head now. Just like, you know, uh, when I hear other people saying things, and I just, I just um, pick them up if I like them. If they sound good, yeah, sure, why not? I don't do it on purpose. Just part of being a good monkey. <laughs> yes, I'm full of beans all the time. So we're back here reading Jeff Berwick's and Charlie Robinson's book. Um, we are in the section that says ringing the alarm bells and internet censorship. And we're toward probably the end of it. We're at 82% of the book. I hope everyone has been doing well. I've been busy doing other things and now I'm back here finishing the book for you because as I promised I will try and get through it as fast as possible and of course putting in my own color. I also want to remind all of you that I do stream on several different platforms until of course they'll you know censor maybe me even though I don't really do anything bad um, but I don't go along with the propaganda so that bothers some platforms right but i am on twitch i am on youtube i am on d live and then i am trying to fix the problem i'm currently having on library and odyssey but uh, i do put stuff there and occasionally on bit shoot not that much compared and i'm looking into others i'm just you know looking around to see what's out there but those are the platforms i stream on and i love d live um i like twitch as well I'm just pretty sure they banned me, not banned me, sorry, that they, they shadow banned me on both of them, so, um, but regardless, anyway, you can always find content there as well, if that's what you're looking for, so I try and keep it up, it's just, it's a lot of work, and sometimes I don't get around to do everything, because, um, you know, I am a human being, I'm not one of those, um, lower frequency beings who are trying to control everybody because they have no skills really other than you know being parasitic it's unfortunate right imagine being them wow hey i'm not telling you to feel bad for them or anything just saying if it helps you understand why they do that stuff it's because they're really unhappy they're unable to be happy and you know they have to make everybody else unhappy so we were talking about how, you know, um, they were basically trying to create a war. That's what uh, they were writing about. And moving forward from the previous episode. The Department of Defense has their own version of the Bilderberg Conference called the Highlands Forum, in case you didn't know. And it aims to provide the Pentagon with a network of social media and big business connection that can help to further their spying efforts and provide them with a talent pool to draw from. Representatives from a variety of companies are a part of this forum, including private spy agencies like Booz Allen Hamilton, Psych, and Rand Corporation, as well as tech giants like AT&T, Microsoft, Google, IBM, Cisco, eBay, PayPal, <laughs> of course, General Electric, British Broadcasting Corporation, and even, drumroll for all of you who like Disney, <laughs> to name a few. They form small 
workshops where they discuss how the companies can integrate their services with the large government spy agencies and the military for a price, of course, which is usually a good price, right? Well, it's like, you know, they are high-hand diseased whores. That's what they are. And disease is to be underlined. That's a problem. Not the rest. The line between private tech companies and large governmental departments is blurry these days. When Amazon signs a massive deal to host the CIA's cloud computing needs, it is easy to wonder where Amazon, the global marketplace, ends and where Amazon, the cloud computing platform, begins and how much access the CIA has to all the aspects of Amazon business data. Oh well, on Amazon, I buy stuff that I need for my business and that I can't reach right now because, you know, of what they're doing to the world, basically. And I try and buy from small vendors, so I try and give my money at least to them, you know, and I don't return their products and stuff like that. So I'm a good client. Media Matters until it doesn't. Media Matters for America is a nonprofit organization founded by David Brock and funded in part by George Soros. Great people. They are a far left organization that sole mission appears to be to bring down Donald Trump and silence anyone with a differing opinion to theirs, usually conservatives, but not exclusively. Anything to the center and right is fair game for them. Quote unquote, Media Matters for America is a web-based, not-for-profit, 501c3 progressive <laughs> research and information center dedicated to comprehensive, <laughs> comprehensively, sorry, monitoring, analyzing, and correcting conservative misinformation in the U.S. media, and <laughs> it's hilarious. Launched in May 2004, Media Matters for America put in place for the first time the means to systematically monitor a cross-section of print, broadcast, cable, radio, and internet media outlets for conservative misinformation, so that it's censoring. <coughs> news or commentary that is not accurate, <laughs> reliable or credible, and that forwards the conservative agenda every day in real time. Using the website mediamatters.org has the principal vehicle for disseminating research and information. Media, Media Matters posts rapid response items as well as longer research and analytic reports documenting conservative misinformation throughout the media. <laughs> Bullshit! Additionally, Media Matters works daily to notify activists, journalists, pundits, and the general public about instances of misinformation, providing them with the resources to rebut false claims and to take direct action against offending media institutions. <laughs> <laughs> They're a fucking joke. Uh, in 2017, their playbook for the next four years that was given to donors and high-level operatives was leaked and ended up being made public. This manifesto was enlightening because although their mission was becoming clear as day, 
to actually see it in print was frightening. They used the term, here is what success will look like, to describe what they have up their sleeve. So point one, serial misinformation and right-wing propagandists inhabiting everything from social media to the highest levels of government will be exposed, discredited. Point two, internet and social media platforms like Google and Facebook will no longer uncritically and without consequence host and enrich fake news sites and propagandists. That's right. And then third point, toxic alt-right, ulterior-like social media-fueled harassment campaigns that silence dissent and poison our national discourse will be punished and halted. <laughs> they mentioned that they have Facebook and Google, parent company of YouTube, for those of you who don't know, on board with their operation to silence what they call propagandists by deplatforming them, which explains why all of the alternative media sites began getting shut down in unison during 2018. And I started doing stuff around that, I think. And I saw, like, I was so affected. Like, my channel grew, and then when they realized I was actually doing stuff that could help people right now without, you know, spending too much time and all that stuff, they, they just silence, right? Because they don't want people to uh, hear real star seeds and we are all star seeds or whatever you want to call yourself. But the ones who are really here to help, they, they actually buy into the bullshit quite quickly. Um, like they buy into it. <laughs> they don't buy into it. They see through it. So even if they bought into something for a while, you know, bought into like, oh, I'm checking this out now, because that's what I do personally. You go, okay, you know, you, you go for it, and then you observe and you see, right? So inside of you, you always know the answer. But I personally like to always check and see. And also, um, as I do that, I focus on the brighter side. So I sort of, by doing that, we allow for another option to be there, and if they don't want to step into it, it's their choice. You know what I mean? When you just say that someone is bad and you never give them a chance, obviously they're going to be bad. That's all the chance you're giving them. But if you're creating also another possible way of living, you know, another, however you want to call it, timeline, I don't care how you want to call it. But it's another possibility. It's another unfolding of the situation, right? So since we live in a moment-to-moment -moment reality and this moment is affecting the next and the next and the next, you do understand that being present is the key in this reality to really change it, right? So when you enter something like this and people realize, oh crap, this person actually understands how it works, has a better understanding than many others, and holy crap, you know, it's onto us, right? So obviously they're gonna shadow ban you and that's what they did. Anyway, Media Matters intends to expose and discredit what they describe as serial misinformers. Uh, a term that is so Orwellian that is laughable, especially considering that Media Matters pulls a large chunk of their money from George Soros, 
a globalist that has been misinforming the world for the past half century. I mean, look, the truth is in the pudding. You have to be a complete moron or you have to be bought off in order to say otherwise. Now, in order to be a moron, all you got to do is go in fight or fight and boom, you got it. So that's what I mean. And believe me, they are the ones calling all the people do that sheep, not me. I'm just saying sheep because I love sheep. They're awesome animals. They're highly mistreated. And I want people to understand this, that, you know, you're not here to be a sheep. You're here to be a sovereign. Take your fucking power back. It's about time. We're tired of waiting for you to wake the hell up. You're affecting all of us with your fear. Get snap out of it. There's nothing to be fearful about. They are inferior beings, period. That's why they're trying to control everyone else. Incapable of enjoying life and having fun and feeling love and empathy and all those things. They are so jealous that we can. They're so jealous that on an empty paper, white paper, we can jog stuff on. They can't. They're jealous that we have this inventiveness inside of us. That in spite of the odds, we still find a way through. That in spite of the fact that they did everything they could to dehumanize human beings from the omnivore life, from all the wars, like they have done everything they could to turn everybody into a royal C, and you know what I mean, C-U-N-T, right? A bitch, I respect. A C-U-N-T? No. And you don't have to be female to be either one, just so you know. I call many male C-U-N-T, because they are. So get real, wake up. You know, it's not that scary once you wake up. Once you are heart-centered, you have courage because courage comes from your heart. That's why the omnivore lie, because it's one of the things that damages your heart the most. Eating non-vegan crap, specifically. <clears throat> Collaborating with social media platforms. We're moving on. Outlets that push Fake news are completely dependent on Facebook to spread the li their lies and add networks like Google to fund them. Media Matters has a unique insight to help fix problems in this part of the media landscape. After Facebook responded to our campaign by acknowledging the problem of fake news and agreeing to do something about it, we began a dialogue. It became clear from these conversations that face crap needed our help in fully understanding, I, I said face crap by the way, the problem and identifying concrete solutions. Further, it also became clear that we had information and insight that they didn't have that was helpful in educating them on the full scope of the problem. For example, Media Matters has a detailed map of the constellation of right-wing Facebook pages that have been the biggest <laughs> purveyors of fake news, oh my god, as well as insight into the food chain of fake news and how it was moving through the Facebook ecosystem. <laughs> There's nothing eco about it. Um, similarly, after Google revised their terms of services in order to prohibit so-called fake news sites from using the advertising network, it was Media Matters that had the information necessary to identify 40 of the worst fake news sites to which this policy applied. Enforcing the social media platforms to silence those with dissenting voices does not work during the course of their four-year plan 
Media Matters has a backup plan that seems crazy even by their standards. <laughs> I just have to read it like that because the whole thing is so ridiculous. Quote unquote, again, we will train hundreds and thousands of individuals, aka drones, of how to identify fake news and how to write smears in their social media networks and equip them with the tools to fight them on their own. <laughs> Good luck, David. Yeah, seriously. Media Matters pretends that only the Republicans lie to the people, as if the Democrats are always telling the truth. Yeah, right, Obama, money. The people running Media Matters are not only afraid of the lies that Donald Trump tells about them, or the lies that their political enemies spread about them. Those lies do not bother them. What Media Matters is really trying to silence is the truth. They do not want the public to know the truth, which is why they are so desperate to label it as fake news. It is, it, if it was fake news, then why worry about it? People would see it, right? Come on. If it was such an obvious lie, then why the panic and the need to bring down the whole social media establishment? Especially, and I want to add this, with people who have been partners with these people for a long time, they made them tons of money. And they were willing to give that up. Wow, they, they must have gotten a big pay bonus for doing so, eh? A bribe, that's what they're calling, by the way. They can call them deals, but they're bribes, right? So, Shakespeare said it best. And this can be directed at David Brock and his boyfriend, James Alephantis, owner of Comet Ping Pong and the 49th most powerful person in Washington, D.C., for some unusual reason, quote-unquote, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> my sinks. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. This has made me laugh a little bit. <sighs> it is worth nothing that Facebook also brought in a, a think tank called the Atlantic Council to assist them in determining what was fake news. But uh, what they failed to mention is that the Atlantic Council is funded by NATO and the military information terror complex. So any news that was critical of the globalist agenda was clearly going to be labeled as fake news. Now, um, they're treating everybody like sheep, right? Because if they think they have to protect adults from fake news, clearly they haven't gotten the memo. We don't need them to do anything else but their job. They are our servants, and they haven't served us very well, have they? Facebook also worked with the German Marshall Fund, surprise, which has similar ties and is funded by the United States government directly, surprise, despite its name. So it is not just Media Matters that is trying to shape reality through limiting free speech on social media platforms. The control over the perception of the world has been the goal of the corporate media since the 1960s, at least, but the social media platforms have really been instrumental in the shaping of society over the past decade. Though the flow of information through the media and social media platforms is made to appear organic, it is clearly not the case. The product that the colleges are turning out these days 
looks to have been shaped by something very different than just one generation previous. Where college once toughened kids up and turned them into adults that were better equipped to go out into the world, into the real world, these days the students are finding themselves softened up to the point where they are ill-prepared to deal with reality and employers are discovering that most of them are unhirable. Well, I mean, that's also okay because quite frankly, people shouldn't work for others. You're working for someone else's dream. Work for your own dream. Safe spaces trigger warnings and snowflakes. The pussification of America is an actual problem. Every generation tells the tale of how when they were kids, they walked five miles to school every day in the snow. <clears throat> Appeal both ways. These days, college kids in the United States have gotten so soft that new vocabulary words had to be created to explain things that never existed before, like safe spaces, snowflakes, and being triggered. <laughs> a safe space is a place on a college campus where students can feel comfortable talking about their experiences and hide from those with differences of opinions that make them feel all icky inside. The safe space is where they can find support from others with similar fears and afflictions, like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, except without all the cool stories. The safe spaces function like an echo chamber where only similar opinions and philosophies are allowed and disagreement is met with hysteria. Although the concept is that it creates an environment where people can explore and express their feelings, what actually ends up happening is that they shut out anything that challenges their current belief system, and this actually works to retard their emotional development. If college is supposed to prepare students for the outside world, then safe spaces are doing those kids a tremendous disservice by insulating them from the reality of the world they will soon be forced to deal with. Their boss at their first real job is not going to be as understanding as the liberal dean at their college that catered to their every whim and gave them a hug and a tall glass of warm milk. Oh, gee, like, are they trying to kill them? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like giving you poison. <laughs> wow. These safe spaces have been the incubator to create snowflakes, or people who are unable to emotionally deal with being offended by views that conflict with their own. Snowflakes seek safe spaces the minute their college books Milo Yiannopoulos to speak, or when the person that they did not vote for becomes the president of the United States. And then, you know, they go on for two years saying, oh, he was in kombut kum with Russia. Kombut, yeah, uh, kombuta. Uh, I wanted to say in Italian and I made a mess, as usual. <laughs> I make up words sometimes in either language, you know, I am very creative like that. I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> their mishaps. But hey, I hope you had a good laugh there. Uh, so yeah, they, they are in bed, right, with all the... It's ridiculous. Anyway, every snowflake is perfect and special, but very fragile. Being triggered is a term that describes what a snowflake heard that made them seek out a safe space. 
It could be something as innocuous as Professor explained that the course he teaches contains sensitive material of a nature that some students might find uncomfortable and off-putting. It might be that someone like Ben Shapiro comes to their school to debate another political activist and they hear something that makes them sad or that they disagree when he starts making sense in a way they had never considered before and it makes them want to scream. Well, they're just suffering from cognitive dissonance and being triggered is a very real thing. So I understand the point they're trying to make. I don't really particularly agree with the wording myself, but you know, it's not a big deal, like in my opinion, as long as you get the gist of what they're trying to say, you know, nobody's perfect and we all have our own ways to say things that can piss off other people. But just so you know, when you get triggered, it's just usually a part of you is agreeing with what you're hearing, the other part is not, and that's what's really triggering you. It's not the other, other people don't have power over you. Sure, words have power, but remember, it's where these words come from. And whether you are in a position of not allowing this stuff to affect you. So you need to agree with those words in order to allow them to have power over you. I mean, this, this is reality, right? So, and these people are like that. It's not because the university did that to them. It's because their parents didn't raise them correctly. Because maybe these people didn't realize, but a lot of us really had parents who either didn't want to spend time with us or who considers, uh, consider us nuisance. I, I was left with my grandma because they didn't know what to do with me. And they would go and traveling and leave me behind regularly because I had a small bladder and I had to go to the bathroom quite often. They didn't want to have the bother. So, you know, their excuse was, oh, you were happy there. So they completely limited me and they left me with someone who I love my grandma and she was a great woman, but she was filled with PTSD. So where do you think a lot of the PTSD I got came from also? And all those stupid belief systems like around money, for example, it's ingrained in me. And a lot of it is because my grandma suffered like crazy as a kid. And so she had it ingrained in her. So you see, like, and then the anger, when I realized all of this, the anger came out. And it was well late in my life. It was well past 40, guys. So realize this. PTSD is insidious. And complex PTSD is worse. And it does make you into something like that. Now, I was never really like that. I'm more of a combative person, so if someone disagrees, I don't want people to agree. I just want people to realize that you have your opinion and I am mine. Being non-vegan, however, is not an opinion because you're taking someone else's life. So the fact that they even use the stuff like, oh, here, let me give you a glass of milk. Why are you even bringing it up, you know? Because when you say that, everybody pictures a glass of cow milk. Then say, I'll give you a glass of hemp milk. I understand that. So you see, everybody can get pissed off about stuff, but that's where you have to step back and say, no, what are they really trying to say here? So yeah, being triggered is a real thing. Being sensitive, there's nothing wrong with it. Being close-minded and not able to perceive others' point of view is because you're stuck in flight or fight. And that's why this happens. So yeah, I see their point. They don't have it quite right, but that's because they are some sort of kind of people. They are go-getters, they're smart. So, you know, when you have everything going for you, um, it's hard to have that extra dose of empathy for those people who didn't come here quite as gifted, if you want to put it in that way, you know. 
having a high Q is not something you uh, gained for doing something. You actually just got it for free. Having good looks is the same thing. Coming in a home that is loving and caring and doesn't abuse you and allows you to just be a kid and hence grow up as a real adult and not be emotionally stumped is not, again, a choice, even though they say it's a choice. Yes, I get it. But you do understand that if you don't show that empathy toward the kids, toward those who actually need us, right? They need us. They are shaped by everything we do. Then you're not being quite fair. But I used to get offended by this stuff when I was really hurting. Now I just look at it as they're just ignorant of it. They don't get it. They've never been through it. Maybe one day they will and they'll realize and they'll grow in that way. But, you know... I think they do a, a lot of, both of them, they've, you know, and I, I apologize for Charlie Robinson, I forgot that his name, and I forgot to mention him for a, a while, I'll go back and check that and, and change it in my description, but anyway, I just wanted to point it out, and I wanted to say one thing, um, that dude I knew from ACN, actually, he was the one who told me that there were never planes there. So that I, I misspoke back a few um, episodes before. It was someone else who told me the planes were there, and I cannot remember who it was, but it was a sheep, someone who believed in vaccines and all this stupid stuff. So, you know, I wasn't surprised. But I just wanted to mention that because, um, you know, I just I don't like to say something that is not true, and, then, and I realized that after. I just, I'm not going back to change that episode. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. I never even said a name. So anyway, I'll see you in the next episode, guys. We're at 83% right now.